You're listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. Hello, people. Welcome to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Post-Christmas break, as always, I'm joined by, well, I've got to say, a very tanned Joe Cole. Where are you, bro? Mate, I'm working in Dubai. We're doing my pal's football academy, Football Escapes. I've been here. We left on the the 19th through lockdown. It's gone crazy since. And, you know, it's one of them. Like, you feel bad because it's, it's, it's pretty much pretty much normal out here at the moment. Yeah, my it's, heart bleeds for you, mate. I'm... Oh, no, listen, it's I'm getting, mine, it's mine is four here, Joe. I've never been thrown out of as many group chats, friends' group chats in my life. I just send a picture of my toes in the water. No, it's, it's a tough one, Tom, because it's so tough. I speak to my mum and my brother and sister back home, and it's, it's tough. But, um, yeah, um, listen, I'm here, mate. I'm enjoying it for everyone. Right, oh, thank you, Joe. It's, I'll tell you what, mate. Thank <laughs> you for taking that bullet, mate. That's really good of you. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, I'll tell you what, that's what I'll, be, I'll, say, I'll say at people. When they say, what do you make of Joe Cole? You're obviously good mates with him. I'll say, you know, don't you ever say anything bad about Joe Cole. He went away during the pandemic in the <laughs> coldest December in 10 years, and he did that for us. He, he's a man of the people, Joe right, Cole. Listen, I am a man of the people, Tom. And all, you know what, also, I don't even mind. Look, I'm, not, uh, look, I'm a big fella. Hot, hot climbs always hard on me, right, Joe? Yeah. The problem I've got is you're sitting there wolfing down what looks like the most delicious biscuits I've ever seen in my life. Mate, and you ain't far wrong. Like, I don't even want to say it because, listen, they're a brand, but they're unbelievable. And that, that before we started this, that was full up. I've mullered them. That's about 3,000 calories worth. Gold-plated as well, I noticed. Gold-plated biscuits. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We, but you, you had a good Christmas, good New Year, Joe? Yeah, really good, mate. I, um, you know, I missed, missed family life, everyone at um at home, you know, friends and family couldn't come round, but I'm with my close, my kids and my missus, and it was nice. It was different being away for Christmas, and it's the first time we've ever done it because I'm a real Christmas. Um, well, I'm not really a real Christmas person, but for the kids, I am. But um, I, I, it was just different, big man, on a beach. It's a different type of Christmas, and I tell you one thing: we did, we we, we did our, our Christmas tradition. We watched Elf the movie on Christmas Day. When all the like asked that was proper. Yeah. Uh, managed to, to source that on holiday. That was good. How about yours? How was your Christmas? I mean, my, mine was literally me and my wife, and that was it. And we bought too much food. No one could come around. Which I do. You know what? I had the worst heartburn on Boxing Day. I thought that's it. I'm I, like literally Boxing Day was the last day of excess. I thought I was having a heart attack. I genuinely was <laughs> sitting on the sofa. And I thought I ain't gonna even see 2021 here. I'm up against <laughs> it. Like, like, I literally eat nearly a whole back of gammon on my own. Do you know what? If anyone else said that to me, I'd pr- I'd probably say that's that's not. But with you, big man, I can see that you can put some food away. Six, that's six foot five here. Yeah, and I was blaming oh. the sprouts. What <laughs> happens? Yeah. It's not the sprouts. It's the whole trifle the... you've eaten. You <laughs> can't it. blame the vegetables when you've had three trifles and, and two turkeys. <laughs> Listen, we've got a blinding <laughs> show. We're coming back 2021. We've got a cracker here. Coming up on the show today, we're talking FA Cup weekend, Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp under a bit of pressure, and we've got an amazing guest. <clears throat> this guy played genuinely for one of my favourite ever teams. Like I'm, like, I'm buzzing about having him on. Former Liverpool, Blackburn, Sunderland and Republic of Ireland midfielder, Mr Jason McAteer. How you doing, sir? How are you, boys? You OK? I'm all right, mate. Hello, Macca. How are you, how you doing? 
before we start, Tom, when you yeah. said I played for one of your favourite teams, I thought you were going to say Marine. <laughs> no, one of my favourite ever teams, my old man's, uh, my old man's phone, he's all Irish. So that 94 okay. Ireland team was one of my favourite. That I love that team. It was just saying about I like that. to think of it more as a country, Tom, rather than a team. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so I just got to nip over and play for that team and play in green in Ireland. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Shamrock <laughs> Rovers, yeah. By that, I meant one of my favourite ever squads then. I should have said squads, right? Yeah. Squads. Yeah, that was a squad. That was a squad. That was a hell of a squad, right? Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, I swear, Tom, they reckon the birth of your kids is, is meant to be the best thing of your life. I swear to God, the six weeks at the World Cup in 94 was the best six weeks of my life. Miles better than the kids' birth and all that. It's like... <laughs> you do realise your missus is going to listen to this. There's not a better place to do it than America, right? You're out there. That was your first big tournament, right? How old were you, 22? 23, 24. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jace, was you right back in that team? Was you the right... Because you started off as a right back, ring back, and then you sort of played inside, didn't you? Yeah, no, what, what happened was I was playing on the right for Marine and I got spotted by Phil Neal. He was Bolton manager. And I signed for Bolton in the January and in the May, he got the bullet. So Bruce Rioch come in and moved me into centre midfield. So I actually was a centre midfielder. But then right. when I started playing for Ireland, which was around 93, just before we went the World Cup in the summer of 94, Jack wanted me to play on the right. So I played I played right midfield for Ireland, but played centre midfield for Bolton. And then Roy Evans signed me and made me a wing back. Jesus Christ, no wonder I'm like messed up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know whether I was coming or going. Um, but I played on the right in that World Cup, yeah. But it was, <clears throat> you know, I've gone from like playing in, well, basically League One, then the Championship, and then, you know, going to the World Cup and playing against Italy, you know, getting on the pitch against Maldini and Baresi and all that lot. I mean, I was watching uh, Gazetta, you know, Channel 4. Yeah, I, yeah. Watching, I was watching Loved that, it. right? So, that, that, like, watching that Saturday mornings was amazing. And then next thing, I'm in the tunnel, and I'm, like, lined up next to Baresi and Maldini. Gee, honest to God, mate, I couldn't believe it. I, I didn't know whether to get a photograph, an autograph, or what. It was like, <laughs> what is going on? How good-looking are the Italian players as well? Oh, mate. They look the, the nuts. We played against, I played against them with England, and we, you know, when you go on the pitch to look for like before the game to check out the turf, they've strolled on like in the best tailored suits I've ever seen. Yeah. Not a hair out of place, suntanned, and we had these baggy Umbro tracksuits, and we looked like the in betweeners. <laughs> I thought, how are we going to go up against this mob? They were so good looking. <laughs> we were like the dog and duck. Seriously, we were in flip flops and shorts, and like I know. just like. I think Andy Townsend had dyed his hair blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like... Yeah, yeah blonde tips, just didn't like, Yeah, yeah. You must have got through some sunscreen, the Irish team, on that in that World Cup. Oh, mate. Back to 75 or something. Some of them oh, boys we, were We were putting pacing. white emulsion paint on Steve Staunton. Because like, <laughs> 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 that, that's what I watched over... Um, I watched the Jack Charlton documentary, and he's like... Oh, yeah. It's an yeah. incredible... It's, in, it's For anyone who hasn't watched it, I think it's just, just the making of that man and what an incredible guy he was. And, and like mm. having a lot of Irish family. What And I was over in 94, uh, Jason. I watched a lot of that out. All my family's from Mayo. Yeah. So we watched that in Mayo. It was an incredible thing of just see Ireland at that time. But what was it like what? playing for Jack? Like, just... Because he was, he was an incredible guy, right? And he an incredible manager. And what he pulled together for that team that you had in 94, for that game against Italy... Like, you know, I can't remember being as buzzing about any football match as watching that Ireland. Because as well, 
I was always an underdog playing at f- playing football, or whatever. It felt like there was never a bigger underdog story than you guys going up against Italy. And like you say, we all knew what the Italian football like. We all watched uh, the, the Italian football on, um, on Channel Four. We knew these yeah. worldwide stars. It was the biggest league at the time. And then you guys come in, like you say, you're guys playing in League One. There's, you know, and all of a sudden, that I mean, it was just an incredible thing to be a part of, right? Oh, it was amazing. I think Joe. I'm, did you get on the back end, Joe, of, of like the transition of football going from the cult, the drinking culture, and coming through to the more scientific? Were you on the back yeah. end of that? Well, my first night out was with Razor Ruddock, so yeah, I'd say I did. <laughs> yeah, I'd sort of turn then, yeah. it. That is very high. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, you'll understand what I'm saying. I, like, sort of through the mid '90s, I always think like you know I had a taste of of everything really. The managers were more were more man managers in a sense of they respected you for being men and they give you that little bit of rope and we we wouldn't like overstep the mark we'd appreciate what he was trying to do we were footballers we were professional mm. but you know we were allowed to sort of be ourselves a little bit and, and as well as like there was no phones and social media so we could you know we could duck and dive and stuff like that I mean and I'm sure I'm not speaking out of saying well the younger lads in the team who were single I mean that World Cup we were going like we were in the strippers and that, and like going and going out for a drink, and, and like we were just like. But Jack was, I mean, he didn't frown upon that. He just made sure that you were on the training pitch at like nine o'clock. You train, you trained hard, and you give it hundred and ten percent every time you played. Got results, and he was happy with what what went on, you know, outside. Yeah. As long as like the police weren't called, or you were on the, the front page of the papers. And then that was it. You were all right. Yeah. If we talk about that, I mean, you've got to talk about uh, the, the. I mean, I, I know Redders very well. Uh, and, and that time at Liverpool, the, the infamous Spice Boys, which I suppose was yeah. the... Because the talent in that team, Jason, was unreal. It was like, you know, an incredible side to, team. But do you think that was... You look at it now and think, where you look at, I suppose, <clears throat> good younger teams and, and teams now, do you think like you guys maybe just it was just a party and atmosphere or what or or do, was it as crazy as people would like to make out do you think the spice boys or was it just a tabloid no. fodder mate listen we we would you know I, I kind of my my group of lads was like jamie phil bab john scales and a jamie's brother was part of that mark redknapp and then all his mates so i i used to go down to london a lot but liverpool I mean, I love Liverpool as a city. It's a, it's a great night out. But when you play for the, when you play for, you know, arguably the biggest club in the world, it's a goldfish bowl, Liverpool, and you can't go out. It's very difficult. You know, if you win, everyone wants a piece here. But if you lose, you know, everyone still wants a piece here. And it's difficult to have a night out um, and sort of let your hair down. At the end of the day, we're 25, 26. You know, that's what we, we want to do. We want a bit of a release. So going to London, no one really cared who you were. You know, you could walk yeah. around London, no one bothered you. And that's what I, I kind of liked about going to London. There was obviously other things as well. Like, but there was, I mean, the, the sort of, you know, being anonymous was the kind of thing that appealed to me. And we had a really good laugh. I mean, the times me and Jamie shared was, you know, was amazing. We had such a good time, such a good laugh. But, you know, we were very professional on the pitch. You know, we, yeah, were, yeah. we were always last off it after training. Redders used to love pinging balls for fun. I used to have to stand out mm. and just give him the ball back. He just... You know, Ronnie Moran would go mad because we were on the training ground, you know, hour after we should have gone in. You know, Robbie yeah. Fowler would stay behind, you know, shooting. Macca would just hang around, just messing around. You know, we, we loved it. We loved being around the training ground. We didn't want to go home. So, yeah. you know, it was nothing about being profe- unprofessional. It was more of a case we come up against a very, very good Man United team. 
and the two of us looking, just went toe to toe. Looking back, Jace, looking back, do you know that team, yeah. like, like Tom says, I remember watching you because I made my debut um, 1998 or 99. And I remember, like, I'd, I had, like, I love watching that Liverpool team because he played such free flowing football as you, yeah. Newcastle. I love watching Newcastle. Looking back, do you reckon there's. Was there any, like, you know, like Man United brought a, brought a Cantona in at the time that really just yeah. was the, the linchpin? Do you think there was a, a, a player around or a certain part of the team, if you think if you'd have had that part, the jigsaw would have been complete and you could have won titles? Is it, or do you think it was just you come up against a, a, a Man United team that was a machine throughout the 90s? Yeah, do you know, do you know Joe, I think, I think if I was to sit here now and go, listen, we needed to bring a so-and-so in, that means I've got to take someone out the team. And yeah, I, you know, I can't be disrespectful to like say, you know, JMO who got really bad criticism yeah. around that time for a couple of mistakes. Yeah. Uh, Razor, you know, maybe for you know his diet or or the way he was, his personality, you know, came through mm. rather than his performances. I mean, Razor had a, you know, his left foot was like a wand. I you know, on it, it was like I played he with, could drill ball. And yeah. but, but Razor added to the to the team spirit. Razor added <laughs> to the dressing room. It was all mm. part of what we were. I think if anything, I think if if we could go back, I think our our game management might have been, which is a big thing now mm. in football, in it. You know, when we were one 0 up, we'd want to go and get two, want to go and get three. Yeah, we wouldn't close ranks, we wouldn't shut up shop, we wouldn't drop deep. Yeah, you know, we we'd try and go and get two or three. You know, and and that's the way yeah. we were. People loved us for it, but it cost us in big yeah. games. Coventry at home, yeah. we got done. We got done two. You know, Wimbledon away, we got done. Um, you know, it's stupid goal. We were winning one 0 we got done. Um, it's just little things like that. I, I remember back where where I just think if we'd have just held on to that one nil or that two one, you know, we would have, yeah. you know, we would have gained so many more points and possibly got over the line. But you know, we went away to. I remember playing in the semi final of the. I think it was the either the Cup Winners Cup or the UEFA Cup. Played Paris Saint Germain in Paris, and we we just went yeah. out as a as a three five two. Macker free yeah. roll, Robbie and Stan, and like we got battered three nil. We literally yeah. got battered three nil. Like we should have gone there and and you know played a, a five four yeah. one or something or yeah. we, it was just us it was just the way we were we got them yeah. back to Anfield we battered them at Anfield we scored two we we got knocked out three two and I could get it was just game management with us it wasn't yeah. I wouldn't say it was any one in particular um, player uh, you know because we we were who we were we talk about that team we talk about obviously you had a free throwing way but what was like you know. What was a typical night out with the Spice Boys? Because I think I, you know, I was <laughs> at that time sixteen, seventeen. I think, I would, like most people, it would have been like if you could have had a drink with anyone or gone out for a night of anyone in the country, it would have been with you boys. I think. What What was a night out Liverpool like? Yeah, a, a typical night out would be planned. If we were three 0 up on a Saturday at Anfield, we'd be planning it with ten minutes to go. Um... <laughs> well, genuinely, were you on the pitch going, "We're going to go here tonight"? <laughs> yeah. Where are we starting tonight? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> No, a, a good win. I tell you what, a good win. Joe, I'll tell you, you are buzzing, aren't you, Joe? The dressing yeah. room's like, it's like, you know, it's brilliant. 3-0 up in football, 4-0 up in football with 20 minutes to go. You're winning 4-0. It's the best job in the world. Yeah. It is the best yeah. job in the world. It's for flicks and tricks and like, like yeah. you're shooting from like 45 yards, aren't you? Um, yeah. And the crowd are giving you that, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, but yeah, we, we, we'd be planning, you know, we, we might plan a night out sort of just after the game um, and then we'd literally it would deter- be determined on, on what days off you'd get so if the gaffer go see you Monday we might then turn around and go right do you want to go down and see Harry so we'd, we'd like get in the car like yeah we'd shoot down to London 
we'd, we'd go in and see Harry, we'd get there, we'd be straight out, um, we'd either go for some food. I mean, it was like lovely restaurants in London. Yeah. Around yeah. there. Titanic was around or, yeah. you know, and then we might end up in Emporium, nightclub <laughs> in London. I've, yeah, been there, mate. Uh, Legends, um, Sip, Browns. Slipped the bounce of £50 many a Saturday night to get through the door. Mate, I remember Browns, right? A fellow used to be, used to run a called Jake um, Browns. And uh, you'd go in, you'd go in the front door. And I remember saying to him, Jake, any, any chance of let, getting us out the back door? So he, he'd go, yeah, all right, yeah. And I remember him taking me down these stairs. And then he opened the door and I walked out. And I was literally on the same street as where the front door was. It was literally, the back door was next to the front door. I mean, I it was place. literally next to it. And I walked out, I was like, what the? It was like, oh, man. But, um, but yeah, and then we'd, we'd go, we'd get up. You know, if we stay, we'd stay in a hotel sometimes. If not, Sandra would make us a, a bacon butty. We'd go and see Jamie's granddad and um, yeah. maybe get a bit of pie mashing liquor. And then uh, liquor, that was horrible stuff. That oh, was oh mate, I'm not having a, a love liquor. Uh, <laughs> is that like paisley sauce or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, ain't been, you yeah. just ain't been to the right place. You've got to go to the right ones. Yeah. Jamie would have took me the right one, right? Nah. Uh, Jamie's a posh boy. Jamie, oh, yeah, Jamie's a posh He boy, makes mate. out he's from like... Nah. He's from Bournemouth. My son, do it. He makes out he's like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. He's mate, from Bournemouth. Jamie was in a blazer and like fucking carpet slippers at 12 or 13, mate. He's like Richie Rich. <laughs> mate, you're not wrong. I'm just getting carried away here. Um, <laughs> you, want pie, you want pie match, you come out of me and Coldy, we'll take you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, a, that's a date, yeah. And then, um, and then we go see his granddad, then we drive back up. And then we chill on Sunday night. We train on Monday, but it, I mean, it wasn't nothing like. But by the way, people say, "Oh, the Spice Boys, this Spice Boys." That. We'd go to London or we'd go somewhere, and we, we'd be bumping in to David Beckham and like, yeah, yeah, Dixie, Rio. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I remember taking Rio and Frank out one one Saturday night, meeting up with them when they yeah. were young kids at West Ham. Jamie, we took them out. Yeah, we, we, yeah. it was great. It was such good times. Yeah. Do you think, Joe? Yeah, was there like, were you anonymous in London as you play for what? You play for West Ham, you play for Chelsea. Oh, well, I, in London, were you as anonymous as, say, Jason would have been? I can know. I know exactly what Jason's saying because when you go up to Liverpool, it really, it really took me by surprise. In the sense, I went up there and I was, I was, I was nearly thirty, and I just had my, I was Carly, and remember my first baby, and in the in the pram, we stayed at the Hilton, and then um, while we were looking for a house, and I'd lived in like London all my life. And Jason's right. You do get left. Not le- you do get left alone. You're anonymous. Everyone's rushing around doing their business. No one's really b- bothered. And then to go and play for Liverpool, and just to walk from the John Lewis to the, sorry, from the Hilton to the John Lewis for a sandwich. You you do you like you get, you know, like ninety five percent of it's nice and everyone wants a yeah. bit of you because they love their football. Though. They're so passionate about their football. But then you might get five percent, you know, cheeky Everton fan or something. It give you a bit of stick. Yeah. And I just wasn't used to it. So the first six weeks for me was an absolute nightmare until I, I managed to move out to Formby. And it's only because of the passion of the people. And, like, you, it's, they just love it. Like even the girls who were serving me the sandwiches at the John Lewis were, like, talking tactics to me and things like that. And I'm, <laughs> I'm just used to... I was used to just strolling down the King's Road. No one even, no one even yeah. batting an eyelid because you play for Chelsea. or Because just the, the two dynamics of the city. So I know exactly what Jason's mm. saying. It really... Took me, took me off the. I wish I, I wish I'd have been more prepared for it. I, I wasn't. It's, it's an incredible city, Liverpool. Like in terms of the the, the the punters are just 
they just love football so much. It's a way of life, isn't it? It's it, it, yeah. it summed it up there. It's a way of life. I think with London as well. Like it, it was, it was a mad place because I, I mean, I was twenty when I signed pro. I mean, I was playing for Marine when I was eighteen, nineteen. Mm. It was a college. It was working in a pub. So I kind of like, you know, when I signed for Liverpool, you know, they were away in in Russia playing Vladikavkaz, and uh, they flew by Aeroflot, who had the worst <laughs> safety record in this. I didn't think they were coming back. To be honest, <laughs> I thought they were going to make me captain. I thought I'm going to be captain here. They're going to build a team around me. It was like, oh. but like. Two days later, like, Barnsley's walked in, Rushy's walked and I was literally starstruck. I was yeah. like, oh, my God. But then, like, you go to London, and, you know, I, I'd, like, I remember Jamie taking me to the Groucho, right, and I've walked in, and I'm, I'm having this conversation with someone. And next thing, like, the piano's, like, piped, someone's piped up on the piano, like, twinkling the ivories. And I'm thinking, who is that? I turn around, it's like Sienna Miller. Yeah. Knocking out like <laughs> <laughs> Beethoven on the piano. I'm like, give us a minute, love. I'm trying to have a conversation here. It's like, I'm obviously just like, and then like one of the Spice Girls are walking and it's like, yeah. oh my God. I was like literally starstruck, but you've got to stay cool, haven't you? You've got to like stay yeah. really, really cool. I remember going to Brits and like, I went to the one Michael Jackson got on stage oh, with Jarvis Cocker. Did you? Oh, wow. I was there, yeah. It was like, I was like, dumb. it just done me brains in like sitting with all these like dead famous people. I couldn't get my head around. Yeah. And um, it, I mean, it was a nice way to be. It was like a nice naivety, but no one cared in London. Yeah. I, I just got that impression. No one cared. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was just a great, it was, I just, I, I liked it. I really liked it. It's it, Yeah. It's a nice place like that. It's, it, it has that. Uh, I still lose, <laughs> lose my shit. Like when we, when we did soccer aid this year, Joe, there's times yeah. where you're like, we were playing this. Uh, there's this game called Dobble. We talked about it on here before, Jason. And it's oh, it's like the, the picture game, game the world, right? You slam down pictures. You've got you know. And I was like playing Dobble, right? Looking around the table, and I'm sitting next to Big David James, who's become a good pal now. And uh, like Heskey's there, Joe's there. You, you know, fucking. You just look around this table. Lee Mack, Paddy McGuinness was like when I started out. Paddy was like always really good to me, but he was, he was from Phoenix Knights. And I'm thinking, <coughs> I can hell, like. Eight years ago, I was knocking up scaffolding, and now David James is out shouting at me about cheating in a fucking kids' game. <laughs> like, mate, I don't want to top you. I don't want to top you, right? Oh, you can top me. Go on, mate. Go on, mate. Seriously, when, when I, I scored, I scored against Holland in a, in a qualifier for Ireland. Right? Yeah, yeah. We, we knocked them out, and we eventually got to the World Cup, right? And um, you two were playing in Slane that night, wow. so there was hundred thousand people at Slane, and they put big screens up and they put the match on before the band came out and played. So, of course, like, we win 1-0, come in the dressing room, dead emotional. I'm crying. I'm like, everyone's like, you know, doing all the interviews yeah. and all that. I'm like, loving it. And then our physio, he's like, he was like an owl fella, Mick Byrne. He, he comes into the, I was, I was just taking a little two minutes in the bathroom. I was like, just got myself together. Comes in the bathroom and he goes to me, just dead random. He goes, um, I've had Bono on the phone. He's <laughs> like, like Bono. I'm like, what you too? He's like, yeah. He said, uh, I don't know if you know. He said they're playing up in Slane tonight. He said, um, obviously the the crowd's gone wild. We won the game. You scored the way. He wants you to go on stage. Wow, wow. With the band and like just go on stage in front of all these people. And I literally turned around to him and went, listen, I've uh, arranged the night out with John Aldridge. <laughs> uh, just so. <laughs> I went, tell Bono he's quite welcome to come for a pint after the gig. And I'm like, in, like, I was like, tell him no. And he's like, 
no, he's got a helicopter waiting for you. He wants you to fly up to Slade. He wants you to just get in there. I'm like, I'm out with John Aldridge tonight. Tell him I can't make it. <laughs> and like, I'm like a proper bin. So I was in I was in Vegas, right? I went on a stag to Vegas about, I don't know, about six months later. And I'm in the toilet. And, and there's an Irish kid in the toilet. He comes up to me. He goes, um, he said, I, he said I, I was at that concert in Slane. He said, and, and Bono, um, shout your name. Like, imagine, it's Jason McAteer. And he said, were you not supposed to walk out at that point? And you know when it just hits you and you just think, shit, <laughs> I've proper messed up here. I'm like, and if you go on YouTube, right, I shit you not, right, it happens on YouTube and it's like, it would have been the best thing ever. Oh, mate, it'd be and amazing. I, just, I, I was, I was like is- being sick in a toilet in, in Dublin. <laughs> Imagine that. He, so he, he probably no one ever says no to him. So he's got his people to ring Jason McAteer in the Irish team to get him on his yeah. helicopter to go there. Mac has absolutely bombed him, pied him off, and these people absolutely pied him. And then these people are like so shit scared of him. They're not even told him. Just let's, just let him get on with it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not taking the blame. I'm not telling him someone said no to Bono. About three years later. They were in concert. I tried to get tickets for them. I couldn't get tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I rang everyone. I couldn't get tickets to go and see them. Love- He's like, he ain't having tickets. He blew me out. <laughs> you know, the idea of someone coming into Borough and saying, oh, uh, Jason McIntyre wants tickets. He's like, he made me look at prize prick in front of 60,000 people. I know. Shout out to him. All I want to know is, how good must the night out with John Aldridge be? When's the invitation? Mate, he got off at half 11. He was smashed. He was drinking all the way through the game. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, mate. I oh, love it. Uh, oh, proper bin bag Bono, yeah. Oh, we, are we going to talk about football at all? Um, we, well, we've got a new this. feature, Joe. We have a new feature. Right. So the producers of the of the show have gone, uh, gone out and they've done a thing where they've asked people, they've asked people, they want questions from, from listeners, viewers, ETC, and it's this is called What Really Happened? And Jason, I'm sure you've been asked about this millions and millions of times. And if, while we're talking about Ireland, we're talking about... So 2002, the infamous, the Roy Keane uh, situation there. <laughs> what, what was that like to be a part of? What, what you had, right, is... I mean, I used to come back into a dressing room, being with Ireland. And Macca, J-Mo, uh, Robbie... Jamie, they'd all come back from England and they found it really tough at times with England. It was quite regimental mm. under some of the managers. You know, there was no nights out. There was no real camaraderie. Camps were split at times. You know, we we went over and basically had a party. You know, we come back with hats yeah. on and yeah. we come back and address room like that. It was like, you know, and, and they were a bit jealous of that. But, you know, that camaraderie we had was, was what we needed. We weren't blessed with, you know, Jamie Redknapp and you know, Paul Scholes and David Beckham and Shearer and Joe Cole. And mm. we, we weren't blessed with that kind of talent. You know, we had to really come together and, and grind out results. We weren't pretty, but we did it. Um, you know, so it, it, they, were, they were completely different different dynamics. But I think what, what we had is part of our camaraderie and our team spirit came from you know, being like the dog and duck, really. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, not having great tracksuits. England would have all the mm. nice tracksuits. We we were Umbro as well, and we'd have all like it was kind of like we we'd laugh. We'd have England's like cast off. <laughs> we were like England never wear that. Give it the Irish. <laughs> we were like they'll wear it. <laughs> you know, I like. Do you know what, mate? I swear to God, we we flew to the World Cup. We we left Dublin on Aer Lingus yeah. like that, and everyone thought we were getting on this lovely plane. <laughs> all the way to Japan, right? We flew to Holland 
and, and yeah. I landed in Holland and got on this like tin pot plane. I swapped planes and took off again and carried on. It was like, I mean, we were list, we were like talking to the England lads. They were getting phones. You were getting, yeah. you were giving phones. Yeah, we were Mate, I've never yeah, been we, given we, so much stuff going to the World yeah, Cup. Laptops, phones. Yeah. Mate, we had to share the SIM card to ring home. We were like, <laughs> <laughs> right, we like I've got SIM cards. Like, got the SIM card. <laughs> yeah, it's mental. And we got so much that World Cup because I think mainly because Bex was involved and it was Japan. So all the sponsors yeah. were just giving a set, like, yeah. and you can't give it to him and not give it to anyone else. So I walked yeah. into my room going to the World Cup. And but I was only, I was 29, like 20 maybe going into the 2002 World Cup. I couldn't move for laptops and phones and <laughs> computers and I couldn't move. And I'm just like, I'm dishing out. We, we, when we went home, I couldn't even fit it in the car. I'm dishing out to all my pals, like, you know, I swear some of them still got the laptops now <laughs> and the phones. It's yeah. unbelievable the amount of stuff we got. Yeah. So, like, so, we, so we've ended up going to this island just off Japan for, like, a few days just of, like, rest and just getting together and a bit of team bonding and all that. And, um, I mean, it's a beautiful island. And, um, you know, the kit man in his wisdom has decided probably because it was cheaper to send it on, like, a Thursday morning instead of like on a Saturday afternoon by DHL, it was cheaper to send it that way, you know. So he's done it, and it, the, the, literally the training kit's not turned up. Oh, no. We've got no kit. <laughs> it was like Addy Bassett, like Mike Bassett. It was like like that film. Like, it was like we're literally borrowing a football off a couple of kids and training in our own gear. It was like so. Of course, like you could see Roy. He was just getting redder and redder, and then like. You know, then we tra- we turned up at the training ground and it was like bone dry. So we were all stiff yeah. after training. Then we goes back yeah. the next morning and they'd flooded it, basically <laughs> flooded the training ground. It was like we just left the hose on overnight. It was flooded. His head had gone. And then the keeper's done something and his head went with that. And then I think the final straw was Mick invited the press to a bit of a, like a barbecue night. And of course, his head's just come off then. His life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, so he he's he's done this interview with the press, and I, I actually think he thought Mick wouldn't see it. He wouldn't actually get to see it before we get to Japan, and it would all be like calm down there and stuff. So anyway, we um, we had dinner at like six o'clock, and Mick McCarthy turns around and he goes, uh, "I want everyone back in here seven o'clock team meeting." We're like, all right, then. So we finished his dinner like 20 past six. So we're just hanging around in reception. And a journalist comes over to me and he gives me this bit of paper and he goes, that's what your meeting's about. So I've read this this article that Roy's done and he's like gone to town on the training ground and the preparation and he had mm. a go at me and I had a go at Quinny. And like, it was like, wow, this is well, like... What did he have a go at you about? Uh, just for being stupid and just like accepting it and, you know, just... Yeah. And, like, it was mad because I, like, for the first time, I reckon, in my whole Irish career, I got really close to him. Like, we yeah. we had jet lag at, like, four, uh, four in the morning. And he was rooming next door to me. And um, he knocked, he was knocking on my door every, every morning. I'd open the door. He'd go, come yeah. on, we'll go for a walk. And I'd go, all right. And we'd go off for a walk. And, he, you know, we'd just start talking about the family and about, like, it was like, it was brilliant. And it was like, we it was kind of like we were the senior pros and he, he could sort yeah. of, you know, we, we had a bit in common and stuff. But we always had this rivalry in Man United Liverpool up to that, yeah. you know, coming through. Yeah. So it was always a bit a bit strained our relationship. 
I remember joining up one time, like years before, and I'd played on the Monday, Monday night footy, and I joined up on the Tuesday, and I got in, and they were all eating. And I've gone round, I'm shaking everyone's hand, I, and I just went and patted them on the back. I went, all right, mate. And he, he literally just looked at me like that, and he went, I'm not your mate. Like that, it was like, I was like, oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> it was like <laughs> one of them, it was like proper. His head has obviously come off about something. So anyway, we, we, uh, I'm reading this thing, and I thought, shit. So I thought, like, myself, I thought, oh, it's going to go off, like, it's going to go off. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I thought I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get inside seats. By the way, just said that. Oh, when you when you know this site and you think, yeah. oh, you got it. Wait for the. You like that? Like, especially when it's not you. You're like, oh yeah. So I was saying, I'm gonna get like inside. A little cheeky here. kid. Yeah. So I so I goes I goes in to like the room. It's like a private room where we were eating, and uh, he's in there on his own. He's just sitting at the table. So like, have you ever been in a car park where there's no cars and you you go in there and park? And some knobhead comes and parks yeah. right next to you. Or when you're on a train, yeah. if you're sitting on a train, yeah. there's it's a whole free carriage of dickheads sitting next to you. You're like, what? Is-? Yeah, mate, it must have been like that because he's in this room on his own, and I went and sat next to him, <laughs> like right next to him. <laughs> he must have been thinking, "What's this knobhead doing?" And I'm like, I'm thinking, "Oh, this is brilliant," and it's you. Like, I know it's him, and I'm thinking, "You don't yeah. know it's you," and I'm like, I'm thinking, "Brilliant." Next to all the lads are coming in. We all sit down, and then Mick comes in. He's got this bit of paper. And he, he just goes, um, right, lads, we're leaving nine o'clock in the morning. You're not on the bus, nine o'clock. We're going without you. Blue trackies that England won't wear. White T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget your laptops and your phone. And your... <laughs> oh, no, England have got all them. Um, so then he, and then he goes, um, right, uh, I've, got to, I've got to mention this, but Roy, he said, um, you've done this newspaper article. And like, before he even, like, goes into it, Roy, like, puts his chair back, like, and basically just goes on this, like, mad, like, like, not abuse, but, like, like, defence. Like, you mm. know, you know, it was this, training ground was this, it was that, it was this, and, I mean, it wasn't, like, until he turned around and went, you're a shit coach, and you're, yeah. you're just the manager's shit, and it was just, like, oh, my God. And you know when, like, it goes past that point of, like, this ain't coming back, this? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, it's either going to go off where we're going to start throwing punches here and it's going to be, like, the OK Corral or yeah. it's just going to, like... So next thing, he stands up and he just goes, I'm going home. And he literally walks out the door and slams it. And then there was this, like, silence in the room. It was just, like, dead quiet. And then I remember... Um, I remember Mick, he, he, he just turns around and he goes, has anyone got anything to say? And Dean Kiley, who was like the reserve keeper, he puts his hand up like that, right? And Mick goes, what is it, Dean? And he went, Mick, I just want you to know, I can play centre midfield if you need me to. <laughs> <laughs> right. The old place just cracked up, right? But I reckon he heard it. I reckon Roy heard us laughing, right? And yeah. of course, like, his head's come off. So, um... So, yeah, so it, it was, like, dead awkward. So then I, I was rooming next to him. I was rooming with Steve Staunton, but he was in a room next door to me on his own. And I remember, um, like, going upstairs, and I thought to myself, I feel really bad, so I'm going to knock and see if I can persuade him to, to stay. And I knocked on the door, and he, he opened it dead quick. He must have been standing right behind him. He opened it dead quick. He just went, what do you want? And I, to be honest, I shit my pants, and I just went... Uh, <laughs> Listen, I've lent you a I've lent you a DVD. Could you just pop it back under my room before you leave? <laughs> <laughs> and he went, yeah. 
And um, and I went back to my room. I got the next morning. It, there was no DVD. Ooh, it's DVD all shattered and smashed. <laughs> I doubt it, mate. It was a, it was a winner. Um, <laughs> if you know what I mean. And, uh, and then he went home. And then, like, we flew to Japan. And then we landed. And it was like the world media were on top of us. And, like, we mm. couldn't go out the hotel. And this is, like, from 94 when we were going to Disney and, like, going out for a pint and, like, going yeah. to coffee shops and just walking around normal. No one bothered us. We've gone from that, which was, like, a brilliant experience, to 2002, not being able to go out the hotel. Wow. Yeah. And it was, like, it was, ju- it was just shit. It was just... What was, what was your joke? You were in the England camp. Story, what yeah. were you guys thinking at that time about it? Because you must have had some, um, like, Beckham and massive people news. Playing, who knew Roy. Yeah, it was... M- <clears throat> yeah, it was massive news, weren't it, at the time? And I just remember, like, listen, as a young, they didn't. Uh, for me, I, like, I, I couldn't care less. Like, I, I loved all the tournaments. We, they, you know, I love going away with England. Mm. I love watching. I watched all the games. You know, I loved. You know, just I was in the arcade. I was like, I, I'm still like a big kid now in that sense. Like, I love being around football camps and you know. But I just remember looking at it and it being just on every like Mac was right. It was everywhere. And then yeah. there was like he's back home in uh, Manchester, and then you know, you know, I just remember it being such a big news, and I, I was just like, well, we got there's World Cup to play, you know. And I, I was I wasn't really that interested in it, but I remember everyone else in the squad being like, it was, it was a bit of drama, wasn't it? You know, and ninety four, right? Do you know what we all watched? I remember getting back from training, and we all watched it. OJ Simpson. Oh yeah. And do you yeah. know what you take your telly off? Yeah. And like yeah. for hours, you just watch. Do you remember, like, that dog was just walking around his car and then just done a big shit and just, it was on the telly. It was like, but you were waiting for OJ Simpson. It was like that. It was like, you go yeah. back to your room, turn your telly on, and it'd be like Roy walking the dog yeah. or yeah. Roy yeah. doing a chat show or, like, news was coming through that he might be coming back. And it was yeah. like, oh, mate, it was mental. Well, I don't think there's a better way to start off a new segment than that. That was incredible, uh, Jason. Thank you so much. Now, Jason's a bit of a highlight of the show. Joe is going to do some reading and our fan of the year announcement. <laughs> the lads give me stick, but let's see how I go. Who's the best football fan you know? Nominate them at fanoftheyear.co.uk. Alan Shearer picks a winner every month. Coral gives them a grand in football-related prizes. You're listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. Boom! Well done. done. That's, that's, that was well done. Nailed. Yeah, smashed Nailed. Right, chaps, it's it's one of my favourite weekends of the year. It's the FA Cup, third round, the big boys coming in, giant killers, ETC, all that. Uh, and Marine, that's your that's your old team, right, Jason? Hosting yeah, yeah, Tottenham. I was there for, yeah, three years. Yeah, I'm doing a game actually. I am. Um Yeah, the BBC have asked me have asked me to go in. Everyone must be away in Dubai or something. I'll tell you what, mate. I'll bet out in Dubai you can't move for for ex-footballers and fucking people from Tawi. Essex has just arrived in Dubai, (laughs) hasn't it? Jesus Christ. Well, let's let's get back to the FA Cup because that's something at least it's not going to make me and Jason have fucking breakdowns here. Uh, How do you... I mean, obviously... Did you play, when you play for Marine, did you play in any sort of like FA Cup? Any, anything? I mean, this is a massive game, isn't it? Hosting Tottenham. He winds me up. I was in the resis. I didn't even get in the first team in Marine. The manager didn't have a clue. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. I was playing for Marine Reserves in 1990. I was playing in the World Cup in 94. Jesus Men, Christ. 
Um, Mental. Yeah. I, I've never, do you know what? I was going to ask Joe, actually. I've never been involved in a in a giant killing where I've been killed. Like, I've never, I've really? never been knocked out for, a, like, playing for a big club. But I, I played in the other, the other way. Like, I played for Bolton. We knocked Arsenal out. We knocked Liverpool out. Yeah. Villa, Everton. Um, I've been involved in I some remember that cup ones, run. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I remember yeah. them games. Funny you said that, yeah. Um, yeah, they are good. Were you ever yeah. in one, Joe? Mate, I played for West Ham. Of course, we we always used to, it was every <laughs> year, wouldn't it? We got. Um, I remember. I remember two thousand and eight at Chelsea. We we was we got beat by Barnsley, who were a Championship side. But it was on the we, we, we was we had all the big hitters out. We was going for the quadruple that year. Was the year we got to the Champions League final, um, League Cup final. Finished, lost the league on goal difference, and we got beat by Barnsley. Now, so we won nothing that year, and. Avram Grant, who was the manager, still got the best record. We was like, a, you know, an inch away from winning everything. You know, we was we had all the big hitters out. And we got beat by Barnsley, and it although it was only one division, it felt massive. And we, you know, there was a real. That's probably one of the one of the lowest moments yeah. in your career because in them old stadiums, Jason would tell you, you can hear the fans celebrating outside, yeah. and you and it was massive for the club, and that was. That was pretty bad, yeah. So I've had a few. I've had a few of them. They're not. Um... But I was at Wimbledon last season when we played Wimbledon. Yeah. We played out a strong yeah. team, West Ham. Pellegrini was yeah. sort of like you know you know in the end it worked yeah. out okay because it was the end of Pellegrini really. But yeah, yeah we had Hernandez on the pitch. You, you look to that team. And I know. Even before the game, I remember them saying, "Oh, this is a strong West Ham team." And I mean, look, I've been a West Ham fan a long time, and I remember the Tranmere game. You for years and years. Tranmere. I lost the Tranmere. That's it. Or I could tell you about that. Sorry, big big man. Um, Harry said to me before the game, Harry Redknapp, um, and I was an 18-year-old kid. I broke into the team. I was playing regular. And you think you're the Billy Billy Big Nuts. And you think, oh, I'm playing against... Tra-. It's the first experience. And it's, it's, I should remember that. I remember thinking, oh, these, this mob are in League 2, whatever they are. I'm going to turn up and do all the flicks and tricks and it's going to be easy. I turned up at um, Prenton, Prenton Park, is it, Macca? Yeah, Tramby ground, point, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he said to me, "This lad's got a long throw, Challoner." Before the days of yeah. like actually showing the lads videos, he said, "So I want you to stand in front of him." This kid's got the ball, kid. He was a grown man on the halfway line, and I think he's not going to throw it in the box from there. <laughs> and he's literally Harry screaming at me and Frank, and I'm just like, "What are they doing? Like this? He's not going to throw it." In. And he's launched it from the halfway line, like remember, like Rory Delap, yeah. and then it's gone out. Smash, Ed Clash, gone up, smash, Ed Clash. And this I thought, wow, this is a bit different to what I'm used to. And we got beat that game and I was dreadful. And I think Harry took me out of the team that day. So that was that was a lesson learned. So they raised their game. We had players, young players like me, inexperienced, and we end up getting beat. Yeah. I mean mm. if Marine going back to that game, if you know, if Marine beats Spurs, it'll it will be, you know, bigger than the Wrexham Arsenal, Hereford. You know, yeah. all these massive shots we've seen over the years. Brilliant. You know, it will yeah. be, you know, the biggest. Um, but yeah, I mean, Joe's right. I mean, it's. I, I always think for the for the bigger team, like for Tottenham, it's, it's about attitude of the players mm. going into the game. It's all about attitude. But then, you you know, as a pundit, you know, I'm trying to look, the, the pitch always plays its part this time of year. Mm. You know, they're not going to be used to the pitch. I'm sure they're going to bring the lines in and make it smaller just so they can get at them. Mm. And they're going to be physical. That's that's all you've got. You know, it's quality. Yeah. You're never going to match Tottenham. Marina never going to match. Them. No, 
You know, that's that's fact. But you can match them for effort and desire. Yeah. And as long as they're not overawed by the situation and give a good account of themselves, they're always going to get a chance. They're always going to get one chance. Oh, I find it's, the, it's, it's, the saddest thing about it as well, because I remember like Sutton, like I'm from like a little place, yeah. Sutton. Sutton have had a couple of those in the, in the cup. But, yeah. you know, over the years where you get those, you know, like Marine now, if you think we're out, you know, if COVID wasn't here, that whole town... Would, just that whole area would just be like yeah. focusing for, for for probably maybe a month yeah. on this game. Flags mm-hmm. out, yeah, you know, and that for yeah. Marine, that's their time of going. We're playing Tottenham, you know. That's that's you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's an amazing thing that they're doing. You, we, we, you know, but you you feel so sorry for the people of Marine, like because it's such yeah. a thing you'd have loved to have seen the stands packed, like people there, yeah, you know, watching. You know, Jose Mourinho, yeah. at, at, at on the pitch, yeah. at Marine. Yeah, amazing. And he it? won't miss around, Marine. It's a three-sided ground. It's really tight, Marine. It's tiny. Yeah. It's like you know, they would put it on top of them. Three-sided ground. You know, the pitch will be bobbly as. You know, yeah. it, the dressing rooms are tiny. You know, it's like yeah. you're walking into there. I just like Harry Kane, and well, I'm sure Harry's been quite down to earth, but there'll be some of the the, the, the foreign lads who who won't be accustomed to like. That mm. kind of thing they've never would have never seen it before in their life. It's it's about the actually. I'm sure he's going to make changes. Any, I'm mm. sure he is, but they won't expect what what's coming. I mean, I'm looking at the odds now from Coral on uh, on the FA Cup, and we've got Man City your favourites at ten to three, Chelsea seven to one, Liverpool fifteen to two, Man United Spurs eight to one. Is there anyone you look at? I mean, I look at West Ham at twenty eight to one. I think with Moisey, Moisey might now. I think you know he could look at it and go, we're we're pretty safe. League-wise, he, he's made a good start. You know, a cut run would be incredible. I say this every year, but mm. a cut run would be incredible at West Ham. Is there anyone you look at now and you think, I fancy them, I really fancy them for the FA Cup? Who, who do you look at there? Jason first. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to say Villa. If they get past us, and also you need a bit of luck in, in the, you know, you mm. can well, you can draw lower league teams, can't you, all the way up to the semi. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Villa for, for a little outside a little outside chance. Yeah. I think they're going well. This yeah, twenty-eight season. to one as well. With West Ham at twenty-eight to one. I mean, it's a good call. You think as well. I mean, last year though, Arsenal just Arsenal seemed to have to face everyone to get to the final. And yeah, and, yeah, it's yeah. Hard, yeah. and, and Arteta looks yeah. like. I mean, yeah, whether he, he he's got an eye on that cup as well. And you know, what about yourself, Joe? No, I agree with Macroff. It's a good shot. I think the, the odds there for them middle range teams, your West Ham's, your Villas, your Everton, Everton be a less odds than that, but. That sort of team where they may sort of, if they can get through to the fifth, sixth round, then they haven't got the league to play for. They're safe. I think that's the that's, that's the sensible money. That's where the betting I think will go. I think like I think you're right. As sad as it is, because the FA Cup was the be all and end all to me more than the league. Uh, growing up, and then that gradually changed as I started playing. Um, I was still lucky enough to win it on a few occasions, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I agree with Macker. I think them, them middle middle teams who are going to be safe, and if they are still in it in the fifth round, I think they f- focus all. Fo- imagine West Ham, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, winning an FA Cup, mate. You, David Moyes would have his statue <laughs> down Green, you know, down Green Street, wouldn't he? Let's get it right. But do do you it's, think it's, as well? Because any other season, I, I, I'd sort of agree with you, but this season seems so strange. Where you look at, mm. you know, the amount that top half is what. Is sort of essentially joint first, joint second, joint third, down to tenth. Mm. So, is then do you look at it as, as a way if you are Villa or if you are West Ham, say, 
or anyone up in that mix, it's January now, whether you can bring some names in, that's, I think it's going to be tougher mm. to do. But do you look at it and go, wow, this could actually be a chance for us to finish sixth, seventh? I mean, I, th- I think now you've, watching City last night, I think City seemed like they, they've got, they've, they're playing well. They, you know, and we'll talk mm. about Liverpool in a second because they feel like they, you know, injuries may be caught up. They've sort of dropped off a little bit. But do you think that, as you know, Villa at the moment, I watch Villa and I think, you know, we, if they can keep uh, Jack yeah. through it, they could, they could, they could certainly yeah. challenge. You know, not challenge for the league. You know, I think that's. You know, I hope anyone but United does it. If I'm going to be completely honest, but <laughs> but if yeah, even Everton, I look at Everton and think if you can just get another run together, people are going to drop off. There's going to be moments. You know, it's. It, I think that's the strangest thing to see. I mean, what? Where do you look at Liverpool at the moment, Jace? Like, it's because it has been a weird yeah, time. Yeah, it's been so unpredictable, hasn't it? I mean, no pre-season. They were straight into it. Um, injuries now, you know, every week we're, we're, we're losing somebody, someone influential as well, big players. Uh, we've coped really, really well. Defensively, actually, we've, we've actually been really, really good. You know, our Achilles heel recently has been, you know, our front three is, is scoring goals, which you never say about a Liverpool team, you know, yeah. in the past under Jürgen Klopp. You know, the football we played, the goals we scored, the chances we created, and the, and the talent we've got in them areas. You'd never think it was a problem, but it is. I just think, you know, tiredness, mental tiredness. We're just getting over Christmas. You know, away games as well with no fans. It's it's kind of, you know, I think players, some players are finding it easier to play, yeah. you know, without crowds because they can sort yeah. of express themselves a little bit more. You know, there's no, there's, there's not 60,000 people caning at every, every bad ball, you know, so some players are taking more risk. Um I think as though I think as far as where we'll be at the end of the season, I think the cream will come to the top. I think yeah. you've seen Manchester City click into gear now. I think Liverpool is a blip. I think they you know, they're still there. Um, you know, Tottenham Arsenal, Man United, Chelsea, you know, they'll all find some form again towards the end of the season and they'll all be fighting for them them Champions League positions. But I, I do agree with you. I do think, you know, for for the likes of Southampton, Villa, you know, Newcastle, what a chance mm. they had. Yeah. You know, against Brentford. And then mess it up, but they could have been in a semi final of the yeah. cup. You know, what, what Steve Bruce would have done for that? Yeah. You know, and the yeah. players, you know, it, it, it just, it's beyond belief that they didn't go for it more or, or get through that fixture. What an opportunity. But you're right, I mean, there's going to be more opportunity this season because of, of everything being unpredictable and, and you know, the, the injuries and, and COVID and, you know, play, teams being left without players and stuff. It's a real opportunity maybe just to drop into that Champions League. You know, which is a great time to do it because if you think with the vaccine and everything coming out now, you know, we're probably looking at next May, June, July, yeah. August, fans being brought back in. You know, by this time next year, we should have full houses again. Yeah. If you're Southampton, you've nicked the Champions League place this season. You yeah. know, you could be out the group in the Champions League playing, you know, playing someone massive in the Champions League. Yeah. You yeah. Know, knockout stages this, t- you know, this time next year in front of in front of full houses. So, yeah, it's it's a great opportunity and it's one that they should take. Joe, when... Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're obviously sort of a part of that Chelsea team under Mourinho and Mourinho liked, um, liked a little bit of a whinge. He liked a bit of a complain up and whether they, you put that down to mind games or what. But Klopp today for the... Well, not today, sorry, this week for the first time has come out and sort of like complained about United and the amount of penalties they've got. Do you yeah. think that's Klopp Maybe trying to play a little bit of that, or do you think that Klopp is genuinely? Yeah. I mean, it is insane the amount of penalties United have had. I think he's. I think he's been clever. I think he's managing expectations, managing um, yeah. the media because everyone's like, like you said, everyone's not panicking around Liverpool. Jason's right. They can. They will. They will turn up and spank 
people from now to the end of the season. But what's happened is the Van Dyke is the most crucial part that's gone, but also Matt Epp and Gomez. And the way they play, they play a high line. Because we, we analysed them on BT Sport two or three times. I did the Crystal Palace game, I did the Brighton game. And they won the Crystal Palace game 7-0. But in the first 30 minutes... Palace got in behind them and made three or four chances. And I don't ever remember teams making that amount of chances against the Liverpool side with Van Dijk. And what he's done, what his club's done is he's, he's thought to himself, right, I'm either going to get the young lads in, Williams, centre-half, and go with natural centre-halves and keep that the midfield, the Henderson-Fabiano Fabio, uh, um, partnership midfield, keep parts of my team, segments of my team, where they should be and how they've been used to playing and I'm going to blood these youngsters. But I think what he's gone down the road of is he's going to, in the big games, go and play Fabinho, Henderson or someone else just to get as many of the, the mainstay players in the team, even if they're playing that position. And what he's done to Liverpool is just put them off kilter a little bit and they don't operate as as they have been the last two and a half years consistently brilliant. So you're going to have games where it just doesn't quite work because of, because of the injuries. So it's so important for me this January, if I'm Jurgen Klopp, I'm saying to the people that back me now, that let's not mess about. Let's not go and try and buy a stopgap. You've seen what I've done to this club. I've took them from there to there. We've won everything. Back me now. Let's go and go and get the best centre-halves we can possibly get, even if we have to pay over the odds, because it's going to be so crucial. Because there was a time at Chelsea when we had a similar thing when Terry, Cavalli and Gallas were injured. And we, ended up, we took Michael Essien out of the midfield and put him in centre-half alongside Paolo Ferreira from right-back and put him in there rather than putting the youngsters in the side. And it just made us not operate as well as we could. And then it, that was 2007, and it took us three seasons to win the league again. You know, And that's where Liverpool are now. So if Liverpool are smart, and, and I know in these t- current times, whether, whether they will spend money or whether they won't spend money because of the uncertainty around football, I think if I'm Jurgen Klopp, I'm... Stamping my feet in front of the directors and the money men and saying, right now, listen, I need money. Even if we have to pay 10, 15, 20 million over the asking price, we need we need a dominant centre-half in this team who, when he, when Van Dijk comes fit, he's going to play next to Van Dijk and then we're going to yeah. carry on and dominate for the next 10 years. If they go and try and find a stopgap, I'm not sure it's going to work for him. And I think if they give that Man City that little bit of light to come back into it, then I think they will... And then all of a sudden, Liverpool don't win. Say Liverpool don't win nothing this year. Is Mo Salah, is it looking a bit more inviting for him, money to go to Spain and play for one of the big clubs? You want to keep the momentum going. So they need to spend money this January. Is there anyone that you can think uh, of, Jason, who could come in there now? Who would you Who would you look at? <coughs> both of you, actually, Jason, Joe, who would you look at? Like, it would, would you look at someone, because there's a lot to be said about getting a, someone who's pro, Premier League proven, proven I think, in, yeah. in, in January... You've got no, and like you say, Jason, there's no time to get acclimatised at the moment. There's no point buying someone yeah. you're going to go, oh, you know what? Next season, this guy's going to be amazing. You need someone who's mm. going to hit the ground running, right? Mm. Yeah, and I, you know, Liverpool, Michael Edwards and Mike Gordon and Jurgen, you know, they sit down, they plot their way through, you know, the recruitments, and you know, apart from maybe one, maybe two, you know, that that they've got wrong. The others have been sensational. Yeah. You know, all the players they brought in have worked. You know, they've built a team, and it's it's. You know, it is what it is, and it's remarkable. But, you know, they do have a blueprint of how they bring in players, you know, whether it's age, wages, longevity, whatever it may be that, that they look at. There is a criteria. But they, they did go against that when they brought Thiago in. Yeah. Um, you know, they they did, you know, step out of that. But And in that sense, you know, I think the obvious one is Koulibaly. Yeah. You know, if they, if mm. they bring him in alongside Virgil van Dijk, 
And I agree with Joe. I think what I love about Jürgen is he's, he's very loyal and, and he's very passionate for his players. You know, it's a very close shop, Liverpool. I mean, Melwood, you just can't, well, it's not Melwood, they've moved now, but you just cannot get in there. It, it's like sacrilege. It's just the place where they are. And they've built this, this, they're trying to build this empire. But I think this is a, a real tough one for Jürgen where sentiments needs to, to be left at the door. You know, I love Joe Gomez. I love him to bits and I love uh, Matip. I think they've done fantastically well. But you just get them players in football who just can't stay fit. Yeah. They just cannot stay fit. You need consistency mm. with your two centre-halves. You look through history, you know, Vidic and Ferdinand, you know, you go back, Pallister, Bruce, Adams and Bold, you know, they all, they stayed fit all season. Yeah. You know, they yeah. missed the odd one or two games, but they stayed fit and it was like, they, they just, you know, dominated and won leagues and cups and everything. I think, you know, that's your foundation, isn't it? Liverpool had it, it's been taken away from them and I think now, Unfortunately, Joe's injured again. Matip's out the team again. And I think Jürgen's got, you know, a real decision to make. And I agree with Joe. I think it's the right one. Is you go and buy a long mainstay centre-half to play against Van Dijk. Yeah. You know, he's not back for another six or seven months. But you go and get him now. You pay over the odds. You bring him in now. And you keep the momentum. Because, like Joe said, once the momentum goes, it's very difficult to get back on track again. Because, you know, you lose it. And then, all of a sudden... He's looking at this attractive move. His agents in his ear about going, you know, Barcelona on a rebuild. Real Madrid are always looking. Bayern Munich are always looking. You know, they're very enticing them moves, aren't they? You know, when play when it's not going well, they always look look rosier. Yeah. So, so you've got to keep the momentum to keep the players. And I, and I agree with Joe. I think centre half is paramount, and I think it's now. Yeah. Uh, well, let's see what I do. As long as I don't get a bong yeah. from um, West Ham, I'll be happy, mate. He's been incredible this season. That's what I've been having sleep this yeah. night. Him and Rice, that's all I hope they stay. I'm just like incredible players. Right, Jason, it's prediction time. Uh, okay. We're awful at this, me and Joe, let me tell you. We're terrible at this. <laughs> we got beat again. Yeah, Kevin Phillips gets one out of three. I got one out of three. Joe, you got one out of three. So let's do next week's okay. mid- midweek fixtures. Right, first up, right. All I need is who's going to win or a draw. Let's go Sheffield United versus Newcastle. Jason first. Wow. Oh, draw. Joe? Sheffield United, big man. They need to win. They have to win soon. They're not that bad. They're not that bad, but I don't know. I want to go Newcastle Mm. there. So we've got a little range going. Next one up. Yeah. Jason, Wolves-Everton. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Wolves. Go. Draw. Draw. I'm, I think Everton. I, I think it's only about Everton wow. this year. I want to hit up Everton. Next. Big one, Aston Villa versus Spurs. How oh, tough are these? <laughs> they are tough. Um, Villa Spurs. I'm going to go... Oh. What have I gone? I've gone... I've gone one draw. Yeah. Then you got Wolves. Gone, oh, I'm going to go away. Go Spurs to mix it up. So Spurs, yeah, I'm going to go Spurs. Go. Me too, big man. Yeah, I'm going to go Spurs. Spurs. I think just primarily because we're saying Jason's, I think Villa are going to put a strong team out against Liverpool Friday. Liverpool. I think Spurs can yeah. actually go off, you know, name a, 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 a more inexperienced team maybe. And they're going to, he, he wants he wants to mm. really make a dent in this league, doesn't he? It's a buzz around yeah. the place as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Spurs yeah. get to the final. You know, everyone's got a smile on their face. Jose's got a smile on his face. Yeah. You know, that's that's not good when he's smiling. But then Villa, 
Man, when they turn up, they sound a bit special this season. I've enjoyed, I really enjoy watching them. Listen, Jason, it's been an absolute joy having you. I genuinely could have, I could have sat here all day chatting to you, brother. Um, Mate, I've got a, I've got a plane to catch. I've got to go to Dubai in ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> There's no rooms left. All of Essex is here. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, you can't get a room. <laughs> Mate, you, I'll just stay in Joe's Suite. He'll have a spare couple of rooms in his suite, won't he? <laughs> there won't be no chocolates left by the time you the get Emperor's here. Lounge. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to be on today's call with one of those like kimonos. Do you know what I mean? Like in cravat. <laughs> oh, damn! Joe, as always, a pre- pleasure. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to All to Play for, brought to you by Joe and Coral. Thank you very much, guys. See you next time. You've been listening to All to Play for, brought to you by Joe and Coral. <laughs>